Hey, what's going on? What's up? Do you hear me? I can am hear I, you. Am can I in the back? Me? Can you hear me in the back? So I am, uh, I'm quitting. I plan to quit. Or maybe I have quit. Coffee. Okay. Why coffee? You sound mad already. You sound mad. Uh, yes, I am judging you. Do you think that you've gone down the list of all the other vices and you just run out of things to blame your unhappiness on? And then now the <laughs> last remaining thing on that list is coffee? Do you think that's what's coffee going on? Coffee is a class three drug. Coffee's class, a class the, three. Explain the classes to me. I don't, we, class. I don't know what our rating is yet, but you know, you got your hard stuff. I thought we were going to save this for episode three when I talked about my care, cocaine <laughs> days in the 80s. I thought that was episode okay, three. I'm, I remember that being episode three. This that moment. Okay. Coffee makes you want more of it. It's an addictive thing, so I'm quitting it. And it feels like something that people quit when they get when they get close to on those 40s i need a nap look this is a conversation amongst friends and we're inviting you to it and this episode we're talking about all the quits that start to accumulate in your life by the time you've reached 40 halfway through you got a good set of data points about what you've quit what it means friends relationships jobs foods Let's talk about it. Here we present to you our history as quitters. Old friendships that had meaning at some point, but later on become kind of a duty or obligation. And then you ask yourself, why am I doing this? So I, I quit. quit. Quitting is. Thinking about it's such a strong word. When we met, I was in the process of quote unquote quitting the US because I was gonna I moved to Brazil where I've been hmm? up until recently for eight years. I'm in the process of quote unquote quitting Brazil now. For our listeners out there, take us all back. Years 2013, Julian's excited to embark on his new life in Brazil. First time as an adult, living on your own, saving money, working hard. It's a shame because all this ha- all this happens after 30. In my 20s, a, I was just working. Some are late bloomers. You're just a late bloomer. It's okay. I was just working my ass off. I, I worked in working my ass off, trying to go to grad school. Lived in. I lived in. New York and UK, but I was just working. So I felt like when I got to Brazil, not only was I, not only had I left everything, I was a new language, it was a new culture, new job, new industry. I also was living on my own and was dating. I felt like an adult dating as opposed to Mm. a young adult child just going out to bars and stuff, I felt. So yeah, it was kind of like the beginning of what felt like adulthood. It was an adventure. Now, 2015 rolls around, you meet your better half. You didn't know it at the time, but that represented the apex of your time in Brazil. And after that, it kind of went south. I remember there's a story, though, the moment when I, if I look back, the symbolism of the moment, Talit and I were 
going to live together for the first time. We found a place that we thought was really great. The woman showed us the place and she'd done a lot of great renovations. And we, I wanted to call her. I thought well, this was very nice of us to call her and say we want to rent the place. And a lot of it was because of who she was and how she presented the place and how she'd taken care of it. And we wanted to build a community. And when I called... She thought I was trying to sweeten the deal for us. She thought I was trying to mm. work around the broker and get rid of fees and be like a sly guy. There's a word in, in Portuguese called malandro, which is I was trying to be this clever guy to avoid the proper channels. And at this point, my Portuguese is good. And I remember telling the woman, I think you're misunderstanding. I just wanted to say good things and try to start this relationship. I remember handing the phone to Talita and that metaphorically was like handing was like the future of in many situations, me kind of looking to her and saying, I feel like I understood this place. I feel like I had yeah. gotten this place culturally, the gestures, the moments. And I kept on running more and more after those four years where I kind of find myself being confused or dismayed or disappointed. Yeah. That there was a misunderstanding. And that was so the So it's beginning. almost, that was the end, the beginning of the end. Dun, dun, dun. It wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't the beginning. And the reason we say all this, maybe we talk about all this, is because it was the seeds for where I am now, which is quitting that country, at least for a time being. I think we'll have you know, shared custody. Brazil and I are going to break up. It's, a, it's amicable. We're going to share custody of the kids, the dog, and the car. <laughs> and I think I'll be on better terms. What does quitting Brazil, what does that represent for you? In reality, you change a narrative or an expectation line that you had created yes. consciously or subconsciously in the past. And that could be a really yes. good thing. I think it'd be a good thing, but it could be painful. It represented a vision that you had for yourself. You are giving up on that being the ideal way that you want to live your life at this point. Yeah. And there's something interesting too. I think how I went to Brazil, sort of wholesale, sold a horse, house, car. Is there a horse in there? I don't think there was a horse. You saw me riding around a horse. There was definitely not a Northern horse. In Northern California. There was no you horse. Refused to, you no. refused to acknowledge the existence no of black horse. cowboys, and that's what your problem is. No, no, I stand by the fact there was absolutely no horse. Ship it. Which brings me to our first caller. You can, you can start from scratch. You can get rid of everything. And our first caller, hold on a second. I have a big quitting story, you know that. Um, so I quit my job, I quit my relationship, and I quit my house. And I had to live without all that for a while until I could, you know, accept everything else again, back again. So I do have a good one. Heavy. Yeah. Girlfriend. <laughs> Pour me some Chardonnay because we got to talk. It's interesting. You hear that. It is heavy. Sometimes it's actually easier to quit a bunch of stuff than it is to quit one thing. Are you speaking in the abstract? When's the last time you quit a bunch of stuff at once? Uh, Any time I've had, you had like a major change in your life. Grad school. I moved. I quit a relationship. I quit a job. I moved across the country. I started again. And I feel like sometimes it's easier to just clean the slate and start from scratch. I think you may have a point. I hate the sound that my stomach makes when I agree with you. I hate, I feel it <laughs> physically. 
but I think you might have a point that you you can sort of you can wipe it and maybe yeah maybe it is maybe it feels maybe but maybe I'm not gonna say you throw the the baby out with the bathwater. Can you imagine Don't when that actually happened? That is a horrible analogy. I'm just saying anymore. sometimes you you get rid of stuff because it feels like it's a part of the issue that you may be facing and maybe it's not. You know what I mean? Mm. I I think in this situation. Hmm. Um, I know this person. This has led to good things for this person. I think she restarted a lot of things and, and probably wasn't all easy. If you if we let things pass through us or we pass through things, hopefully we come out better the other side. I think a lot of that remains to be dealt with in the head of the person. But I don't know if it's easier to throw everything out at once. I think sometimes we end up throwing things out because it's part of a situation and we need to move away from or towards a situation yeah. at a given point in time. But I, I can't, I cannot disagree with you, Miss Menino. That's such, this is such a cop out agreement. I cannot disagree with you. Just say I'm right. Just say I'm right. No, I'm right. You're a little bit younger than me. I mean, I look significantly younger, but yes, I'm. Wow, I'm I really thought you were going to say I look significantly <laughs> older. I really. Why would I want? No, I have a youthful glow and appearance. That's my my years do not show. You it's a, a very long pause a, because yeah, you have I hope, no I think that, idea of what to say to that. Mm-hmm. It's an appropriate pause. I'm just going to take that as tacit tacit agreement. Everyone in the studio continue. audience. Everyone in the studio continue. audience knows what I think. But when you get older, friends are hard to make. Sometimes, for whatever reason, I don't. We don't have enough time to talk about this. But sometimes, as you get older, you start to realize you turn into a different person, or someone else turns into a different person. We all change, and as you get near that halfway point in your life, for whatever reason, you might start reevaluating. You know, I have this friend who I'm known for. Oh, twenty something years, I guess. You know, um, I was speaking that often, and a couple of months ago, he was like, hey, let's hang out and everything, and I tried to push it out, I tried to come up with excuses, and I was, I guess because of with friendships, you don't, you don't call up to say that you're through, it's not like a, you know, romantic relationship where you're like, this is the end. I didn't feel that I was so connected with this person and, you know, I guess in the last 20 years I had more data points and more friends. Can you imagine what, imagine a world in which, I think I saw this somewhere so I'm ripping it off, but go with me into my, into this world. Cue the chimes. Mm-hmm. Cue the chimes. Imagine a world where you paid subscription fees like a Netflix for the friends you wanted to keep around. Oof. I, okay, I'm not saying I'm not like I'm. I'm not that black mirror. I'm just saying. But imagine that if you had to say every month I'm going to pay two dollars for this person, would you have less? Would you have the same? Would you pause from time to time? This naturally happens. 
you you invest in relationships with your time, which is so much more valuable than money. Preach to right? me. Like you choose to call people. You choose to spend time connecting to visit. How do you think that changed from when you were in your late 20s to now when you're in your late because 30s, it, you spring chicken? Now it takes, uh, yes. In your 20s, it is a default. It is easy. You are physically living together. If you're going to school together, if you have roommates, your your lives are your friendships and your friend circle. In your 30s, you don't have that. You tend to live away or further away from friends that you've made. You have other demands on your time. The friends that you have, you choose to invest in. And the other ones kind of drift away. What can be wrong with that is if you have people in your life that you want to be a part of your life, but you don't make the time to invest in those friendships because you assume they're going to be there. I feel like there's a Beyonce song about this. Yeah. Like, you you can't assume I'm going to be around. No, something like that. That's horrible. Oh, we are keeping that in for sure. That was so bad. It feels like quitting is this great thing. You sort of move in and out and, and a, someone's a friend in a space and a time and you invest. But that investment, as you said may be intentional, but it isn't always black and white. There are times when people come into your life and come out. You know, you and I have been friends for a while, but it wasn't every day, every week. It was sort of this this melody and sometimes very faint, you know, and you can you can reserve that emotion for that person, but it's not always present. And therefore, I don't think it's so black and white. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking because I now agree. I, I also agree with you, which is a very nauseating thing. But I do... Ugh, friendships are hard. So maybe there's a different... There's a different state of... That you can have in friendships. Where maybe it's about being there for someone in the moments that matter the most. You're not quitting a friendship if you don't connect. Maybe that's the, the better definition when it comes to friendships. If someone's really there when you need them. Yeah. And sometimes quitting a person or a place is a very necessary thing. And it maybe it is really black and white to that effect, to that point. Sounds very British. To that effect, I would like to, to that effect. submit to the court. What I quit somewhat recently was just hanging out with the, the business school friends of my husband. They're really boring. No, seriously. That's something you gotta quit cold sometimes, where you can't. I love that. I love this. So this is this is the word quitting. There's the negative. There's the hard. It's your story with Brazil. There's like this hard coming to terms with something and and moving away from it. I much prefer the connotation of quitting that is empowering I'm done I feel confident saying this is it I'm over it that's what this is this is the side of quitting that I've gained an appreciation of in older age my second chapter of life quitting so boys and girls ladies and gentlemen gather around in 2000 around 2010 I'm going to say it's 2010 Rosario and I are 2011 2011 Jesus Christ. No, 2012. It was 2011 to 2012. It was just the cusp, December to January. Okay. In 2011, Rosario and I had already been friends for too long. 
too long. It'd been too much. No. We'd already been no, friends I'm for hurt. too long. No, I'm hurt. I'm offended. <laughs> in 2011, Rosario and I were friends. We were with a group of people in business school, as you do in business school, spending too much going to places that you probably won't remember. We tried to change that and go to someplace visually stunning that we would remember. Minimizing the alcohol, we go to Patagonia. This, for me, was a dumb decision. I had never really been camping like real camping people do, carrying the food and the materials and the shelter on your back. I had been playing Nerf basketball, and then I tried to play for the Bulls. This was idiotic. Rosaria and a bunch of people were in Patagonia. Earlier, I come to meet them. This will be my, my foray into the idiotic world of hiking. It's myself, Rosaria, and two other friends. An hour into the hike, one of these friends calls quits. She had hurt her knee earlier. She retires. She's out. So now we are three. And I'm going to be honest. It was nice to be walking in nature. There's maybe a little bit too much nature because the flies. I was just smiling to myself remembering this. The flies loved you, Julian. They... It was, it was quite entertaining. Like for some reason, they surrounded you. Uh, yes, well, they bothered a few of us, but you just had this swarm of flies around your head, and you were you look like a crazy man trying to swat them off. It was this was a really I, this is one of the highlights I have to say, probably of my life is is watching these flies just just go. It was very entertaining, very entertaining. It was insane. The flies had just hatched in this sweltering heat. I'm in pants, a long sleeve shirt, sunglasses. I got a scarf around my mouth and nose and a winter hat on just to protect myself. It was ridiculous. Needless to say, I was tired, sweaty, nasty. All of us were at the end of the day. So we retire near a nice, beautiful creek. And we wake up in the morning and the first thing we hear from Rosaria is, out, I'm out, I'm out. I was out. Yeah, I was done. I just was very content. There was no question. There was no doubt in my mind. There was no second guessing. I didn't feel bad about leaving you. I didn't. We still had two days left of hiking. Yeah. Rosaria quits after the first as she's hopping down the mountain with a backpack bigger than her. It was skipping. I believe it was skipping. Yes. Skipping down the mountain. As she skips down the mountain with the backpack bigger than her, I don't even think she turned around to wave. To th yep. I don't think she gave us a second thought. No. no. I was joining our friend, the one that had retired early. We were going to go to a spa. We we're going to enjoy some nice wine. And we did. And I really did not think about you guys. I mean, I knew you'd be fine. You could, you weren't, you were a horrible hiker, but you were with a very experienced hiker. And I just, you know, I felt like just, I was done. Why, why do you like that as your, why is that your quit story that you liked the most? What does that, was that a. This might have represented the shift in my mentality around quitting. Before this period of time, 
I second, I may still second guess myself, but when it comes to quitting things, there's a lot of second guessing. The younger Rosaria would have felt so bad about leaving you in the mountain, would have maybe not left, would have just kind of sucked it up and finished the hike because that's what I set out to do. Um, you know, would be, I, I wouldn't, I didn't want to walk away from challenges when I was younger. I saw it as a sign of defeat, a sign of weakness. There was a transition period and this may have, rep- this moment on the mountain may have represented that for me, that flip. It's interesting because there's an empowering story there. There's a funny story there because you abandoned me. You knew I was a novice, but um, there's, there's, there's a transition story there. And it's interesting because as I hear, as I hear you speak, I think as we get older, there's certain things that get easier to quit and feel like they get harder to quit over time, I think. And if I may take it to this, this mental psychological level, a lot of it may have to do with your attitude. We got a caller who seems to be Zen as fuck about everything. I quit on a girlfriend. Quit on multiple girlfriends. But one in particular was making it pretty far. And uh, I chose to quit that. And um, a lot of people probably thought I was crazy, you know? She was definitely much more attractive than I. Do we have anything else on quitting? Any other reflections? We should quit. We should quit while we're ahead. We should quit. We should quit the episode while we're ahead. Look at that. We should. This is My game is tight. If anyone's still out there, we will send you a check in the mail because No, we got to walk away. This is people we people quit. probably quit us before we're we're about to quit this episode. Calling it done. Out. What else I would say I really quit? I guess I quit. I don't know what I've, yeah. I don't think I've started enough things to quit. I think that's what this is making me realize. Is that I need to start more things because then I can quit more. Yeah. Today's show was produced by me, Rosario Menino. Wig Direction, Julian Jordan. Problematic Studio Muppet, Julian Jordan. Special thanks to Head Assistant Director of Muppets and Sound Advisor, Charlie Kubal. Art Director and Glorious Logo Creation, Gorov, also known as Starbucks Azarek. Original Vocals, The Formidable Only Needs One Name, Farida. And Sonic Design and Radical Candor Advisors, Noah Norman and David Zareski.